Welcome everyone to episode 28 of Casting the Net. This is part two of the conversation on Advent. And the guys talk about how the incarnation is still happening, how we get inundated with so many visuals and sights and sounds that are anti-Advent. For example, things for sale in stores with a Christmas theme that start in October. How commercialism and consumerism oftentimes drive the season versus what should drive it, which is, of course, the religious aspects of Advent. They go into a a small discussion about the total entrustment of faith and why that's so important. They even talk about John the Baptist, sort of a funny uh, conversation about what he must have really been like. They even go into a conversation about how confidence is really insecurity in our age, how bravado or brashness is used to compensate for that lack of confidence, which I think we all see from time to time. And, you know, they really want to remind us that this entire podcast is meant to be a conversation, not a lecture. So I think that's something that is important to remind everybody. Again, this entire podcast is meant to be a conversation, not a lecture. So keep that in mind as you listen to all these episodes. And again, we hope you enjoy episode 28, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, thanks for coming back and joining us for another episode of Casting the Net. I'm Father Dave, joined here, as always, by my uh, my co-host and friend and brother in Christ and colleague. And I remember once you gave me a, <clears throat> what's what's the German expression, a Gutermensch? Oh, did I give you the Gutermensch? You, you gave me one of those once. Guess, it was my first ever, and I yeah. went, went home and wrote it down in my diary oh, today, and I just I keep waiting for you to... To call, me, to call me that Guter again. I, I've never gotten a Guter Mensch before. But that, that's <laughs> a, a good big... man, a good man. Really, and the uh, the sentiment of that is a virtuous, trustworthy uh, oh, okay. Well, now we're... Man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not so sure about all that. But... <laughs> Friends, we've been, or at least our last episode, we, we were discussing Advent. Advent is a is a new season that the church gives to us. With this season comes great opportunities, uh, opportunities for doing some things differently, but ultimately it's an opportunity for growing in holiness, right? At the end of the, at the, end of the period of preparation, um, we're all wanting to be sanctified, which grace does, and we have to desire mm. God's power to be received and actualized within us mm-hmm. yeah you you were talking um last time i think about oh i can't remember exactly how you formulated it but the, the idea was that um the incarnation is, is going on still you know and as we approach that that feast day during advent um you know we're not just doing that figuratively like we we are really approaching Christ, who's who's the font of grace? Like mm-hmm. when we get there, we're we're gonna we're, we're gonna be in proximity to Him, yes. right? I mean, grace grace will really be communicated through it. Yeah, you know that that's that's the beauty of the, of the sacramentality of the Catholic faith. Like it's not just we're not just speaking figuratively or or symbolically or um, uh, you know something that would connote you know not real like. Yeah, we, we speak in a very realistic way in the yeah, Catholic nostalgic, Church. Yeah, uh, nostalgic. Yeah, exactly. Sort of musing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, I happened to mention at church recently in a homily that Christmas is not the Hallmark Channel. It's Saving Private Ryan. Mm. And it's Warrior yeah. King yep. coming, yeah. albeit in disguise, behind enemy lines to right. loosely quote C.S. Lewis. Yeah, C.S. Lewis uh, On a rescue idea. mission. Yeah. A rescue mission for all humanity. And it's marvelously personal because it's, yeah. it's us and everyone listening. And Right. Pope Francis uh, put it really beautifully that the churches are supposed to be sort of triage, yes. you know, field hospitals yes, to, uh, for, 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 for the sinner. For yeah, for the sinners. Like, uh-huh. um, no, this is not a hallmark, um, picturesque, Norman Rockwell kind of right. thing. I mean, this, is, this right. is the grittiness of human life. It sure is. Yeah. And I, I find this, I get, I get excited about Advent when I'm speaking with Christian friends mm. <laughs> who, who also are trying to grow in holiness to be further set apart from that which is not of God. Yeah. I'm I get excited when I'm at church as it feels like a safer place with shared mindset among people and desire, but the world in which we live, I feel it seems as though there's nothing in the world yeah that is helping to advance these desires. I'm inundated yeah with so many visuals and sights and sounds that are if you will anti-advent yeah yeah and it's i am too um the first thing that springs to mind is is walking into costco and seeing christmas stuff for sale um in october (laughs) before halloween and it's really hard wow not to just be eaten up by that you know just just to sort of be angry sure Um, sure well because it, it further if you will, is a contagion to your family and the kids and yeah. try as you, as you will to right. inoculate them from, yeah, yeah. from that. Cause it's, it's of, of course they're with me and they, they, that, that, that gets, hey, them, to, gets them to talking about of it course. And, and, and all the, uh, you know, all the less important aspects of, of Christmas. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a sad commentary on the culture that, uh, you know, just how the extent to which consumerism and, and commercialism drive maybe not everything, but a, a good amount of right. things, a, a large amount of things. Yeah, and in many ways, let's 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 be clear here. It's uh, we're really um, we're really critical of the exploitation of the vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. And you and I are annoyed, but we're not going to be um, hijacked, right? Often. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, and to help with that, to help avoid being hijacked, I think it's it's valuable um, and fruitful to keep our eyes on the two, you know, pretty memorable or noteworthy figures who are, mm. are who appear in our Advent mm. uh, observances: um, Mary, the Mother of God, and John yeah. the John the Baptist. Yeah, yeah. The the Church, the Catholic Church, puts before us those two figures in a prominent way in the liturgy. So we're going to hear uh, readings from sacred scripture that involve these characters in different ways, directly or indirectly, as leading figures. It, if if Advent were a, um, a great door, these would be the figures standing on either side 
of the door on the porch. Mm-hmm. And what contrasting figures they are. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist and, and Mary, Mother yeah. of God, Mother of Jesus. What, uh, what sort of practical things do you think we, we, we can glean from, mm. from those two? Mm-hmm. Either, either, or just one, but, mm-hmm. but anything pop to mind? Well, similarities that they both display, fierce love of God. Fierce love of God, mm-hmm. um, consumed by the first commandment. Yeah, that there is but one God, the Lord alone, to be worshipped with entire self, and they're presented, if you will, as demonstration that with grace, it's possible. Yeah. So yeah. it's not an ideal that we should settle on failing to meet. Right. And excusing ourselves because yeah. of our humanity and our situation and our victimhood and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but rather we the church boldly puts before us these figures in large part of those having done this, having surrendered themselves to divine will, um, passionately pursued uh, God's own word to be the word that leads them and forms them and shapes them Mm. not distracted by the culture not distracted by the culture different culture back then still trying to shape the culture in which they were living not shaping it in a any kind of a global sense yeah either like a political sense or a political sense not not that at all but it's the if you will christification yeah of of the immediate realm in which they lived yeah right yeah the ones who were before them right that that marvelous line about mary when you know she learns that she will be the vessel um that carries the god man you know Mm. into the world that brings the god Mm. man into the world uh you know she pondered it in her heart we you, you had you had some interesting thoughts to to say about that uh before we jumped on the air here. Yeah, well, she right, pondered. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's two times in Luke's gospel. And um, the word, the verb itself in the New American Bible is translated as ponder. And it's, um, it's a nice word. It's a poetic word. Yeah. Um, it's a, it could easily be misconstrued because the original Greek word there is the same word that is used to describe wrestling mm-hmm. wrestling it's yeah. a, it's a conflict it's a dramatic struggle yeah so she she has a dramatic struggle going on within her yeah and i that's an insight for complete attribution that uh, came from an article i read many 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 years ago by um, Father Joseph Ratzinger, who will go on to become mm-hmm. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, yeah, and um, it's it's really helped me to grow in admiration of the Mother of God herself. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, what what struck me about that um, that insight was how it sort of dovetailed with our considerations from the last recording about um, the nature of gifts, especially mm-hmm. the gift of love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Mary's instinct there isn't to really you know offer anything to even the score yes or, or to do anything in return she understands yes. that i, I you know i 
we're sort of left to wonder what she understands and doesn't understand. But <laughs> we can imagine that she she understands the wholehearted commitment that's being asked of her. You know, because again, love can only be repaid with love. Yeah, and um, that that is something to wrestle with. That is something to grapple with because it's sure. a it's a it's a life changing, life transforming commitment. Yes. yes. Um, with with you know just breathtaking potential, but also you know it 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 requires sacrifice as well. Well, her response to God's message, which is delivered to her by the angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is another difficulty in translation, right? It, it, she says, "I it, in the New American Bible, what we hear at Mass on Sunday, it's, um, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let it be done to me according to your word. I am the handmaiden. The word literally is dule, which mm. is slave. Yeah, yeah. Which is slave. Right. I, I don't know why handmaiden was selected in the translation. Mm-hmm. But again, it to me, it, it really softens the drama because Mary is saying, I completely dispossess myself of all ambition mm-hmm. <laughs> to be wholly possessed by this word of God that has just been delivered to me by the angel, yeah. despite not understanding yeah. many of the ins and outs and when and where and how. But I want nothing but God's word to be the word that is moving my being. Yeah. I mean, that's what she's saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. totally, completely, and wholly yours. Right. And that is a total entrustment. Let's go back to complete the the uh, theological virtues. We didn't mention faith hmm. uh, last week, but mm-hmm. it's a total entrustment of faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not knowing how this is going to unfold. simply the assurance of God's invitation was enough to say, I'm all in. Yeah. That's a lot to take in. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm trying to run through my head just what that, I mean. Well, Mary is not this, um, don't don't be fooled. Uh, She's not a figure to be put on the mantle with um, candles that uh, smell nice (laughs) and as if she is um, completely sort of, disconnected. Yeah, sort of what I alluded to at the the, the outset of last episode, the, the pietistic church mouse. Right, the, you know, uh, like, what you call it, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, yeah. I, I can't think of the female equivalent, equivalent of Mr. Rogers. But, For uh, anyone younger, they may not know. I, I know, that is. was the best I could I could do. So, But, uh, you know. You too, or uh, what, what is it, um, Go Wikipedia? search a video clip. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Right? Yeah, YouTube. That's what they yeah. look at, right? But this, this, <laughs> the, you know, kind of clean cut, like yeah. uh, 19th century Victorian school marm, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I just, what a, uh, what a model for us in this time of consumerism and, like I said, commercialism that distracts us yeah. from what's truly important about the season. Right. You know, that, that kind of wholehearted, bold um, confession of faith, really. I'm all in with the struggle. Yeah. So she does not, she's not exempted from struggle at all, but no, quite the right. opposite. Right. I'm willing to invest myself entirely in trusting in the word that has been spoken to me. Mm-hmm. All the while I'm wrestling mm-hmm. to um, understand it. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And, and to mention John the Baptist, this contrasting figure who's far more of a firebrand and uh, <laughs> probably really intimidating. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, we're not... Not the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with. We're not bringing him home the no. mom. <laughs> <laughs> he is not going to be allowed right. in the house. Right. <laughs> Where'd you find him, you know? Um, uh, can deeply convicted, fearless in mm. his... Uh, in his uh, proclamation and his speaking, um, uh, unnerving, unnerving, and probably disposition, mm-hmm. right? But the fire that is within him is the proclamation of the truth. Yeah. And he was 700 years prior in the book of uh, Isaiah the prophet, he is foretold as being the one who's going to be blazing the way. Yeah. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Yeah. And he's he's entirely entirely submits to the mission that has been given to him, mm-hmm. where many of us struggle with mostly being faithful to our vocation. <laughs> <laughs> he demonstrates a figure that is totally all in mm-hmm. to his vocation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's no other sense of identity yeah. that exists independent of the call that he has received. From God. Yeah. It's hard to imagine the confidence in a culture, like like transposing everything that's that's been said to, to our age. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of what people think is confidence is actually insecurity, mm. you know, um, like a bravado or a brashness to compensate for sure. lack of confidence. Sure. Um, I just, I, I'm trying to picture what the confidence, the, the faith, really faith is what we're talking about here the faith of the mother of God and the faith of John the Baptist would look like in our loud, um, you know, glitzy, bright world. Well, I don't think either figure would be the least bit interested in anything that is incongruent with their mission. Right. Right. (laughs) And we, by the way, we see this in other saints, don't we? Yeah. We see this in the, in the bold, uh, total all in living of a saint like Mother Teresa who receives a Nobel Peace Prize yeah. only to denounce the uh, the horror that abortion is. Yeah, the things that are that are vogue in the culture. Right. Um, she rejects probably to the uh, to the embarrassment of well, to the, the, disdain, the, the, the cultural to the elites who want to bestow they were, the award they were on her. With that or when she's invited to speak at Harvard. Yes, you know, um, that's right. That's you know, right. that happens too. Um, that's right. Okay, she she you know she helps the poor and she uh, she's a champion of justice and all that's great, um, but you know the secular elites at Harvard will overlook those things which are embarrassingly incongruent with yep. their vision of yep. of, of the but world. But when our faith right is integrated yeah. into ourselves, so that Christian and Catholic, our lifestyle, not hobby. Yeah. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Right? When first commandment is taken serious. Yeah. <laughs> everything else flows forth from that primary conviction. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Integrity. So the word that comes to my mind with John the Baptist, with Mary, with the saints, and perhaps that's the clarion call of Advent as well mm-hmm. for um, ourselves to be more integral. Right with Christ at the center, uh, who comes for us mm-hmm. and wishes to equip us with what we need to be true to the call 
that we've received. Yeah, yeah. Catherine of Siena, you know, great uh, medieval Dominican woman, uh, once remarked that if you are what you are called to be, you will set the world on fire. Yes. You know, um, really, you know, sort of a saint's touch on, on yeah. the things you just outlined there. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it it's sad that many today just do not have that conviction that their their own existence begins to have possibilities of setting the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Right? They want to do. I mean, you hear that message in the culture all the time, right? I mean, change the world. You can be anything you want to be and, you know, go be something to change the world, but it's 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 a very shabby, you know, kind of Well, it's a self-absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there might be some change, but um nothing Nothing of any real substance or consequence. Yeah. Friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We, we're so delighted. Just thanks for spending part of your day with us. And, and we, we hope that this continues to be a conversation into which you enter. Um, not, a, not a lecture to be heard. <laughs> uh, as we're, we're a priest and a dad on the journey across the earthly stage as followers of Christ and members of his church and, and um, eager for all that, all that God has in store for us and for you. Continued blessings to you in this great season of preparation, the season of Advent. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.